And before the break, we were talking about practicality, and, and Nick was talking a little bit about his business, Dylan giving him some ideas, suggestions, and so on and so forth. And um, kind of in the midst of that conversation, you were talking about doing some uh, Instagram advertising and things like that. And, and during the break, you kind of mentioned something else that you were doing, which I really think is uh, very valuable for our listeners. So I think that's probably a good place to pick up at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... I know David's mentioned the story a few times um, in previous podcasts, um, almost like cold calling. Um, he would go into his bedroom and just fax and fax and fax. So I, I, I kind of had the same approach. You know, I want to move into um, the music space um, in offering um, musicians and bands um, some promotional content. Um, so what I did was I literally went on to a few sites, uh, the local venues, very small venues um, in here in Jacksonville, uh, Jackrabbits and 1904 Music Hall. Um, and I literally just cold called bands, uh, it DM'd them on Instagram, DM'd them on their Facebook messaging. Um, and I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, you know, putting some content together for you. I think it would be really, really valuable in promoting your business and promoting your brand and promoting your band. Um, you know, would you be interested in that? So... It's kind of where I'm at. Okay. So so there's something in there that, that you said that I love getting pitched when people use this term. It's like, oh, it's valuable for you. It's like, how do you know it's valuable for me? That's a good point. Validate it, right? And so for for me, it's kind of like the mom test that you hear with like entrepreneurship and like startups, right? It's like, oh, if you tell your mom your idea, she's like, oh my God, it's amazing. Best thing you're, you would ever do. Like, oh my God, it's better than Jesus. Um, but if you go to a potential consumer and say, what do you think about this? They go, oh, it's great. Pay me. Oh, well, I don't know. Okay, well, you didn't validate it, right? Because yeah. you're trying to start a business here. You're not trying to say, like, how great is my idea? It's irrelevant. Will you pay for it? Um, and so going to these bands and saying, and, and, and have what's, what's called, like, an interview with them, right? Um, and, and sit down and say, listen, I'm, tr- I'm wanting to go into this space. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. What's your biggest problem right now? And, and if you want to stay within the scope of the project you're talking about, great. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be super open-ended, right? So when we talked earlier about like focus on a problem to solve, how do you find a problem to solve? You go ask people, who do you want to serve? Who do you want to add value to, right? For you right now, it's going to be bands. Right. Great. Go have a conversation with a band. Yeah. You don't have to sell them. You don't have to pitch them. Have a conversation. Listen, like obviously you guys want to get like your name out there. Like that's great. Like walk me through like what's painful about that right now? Like what's hurting you? Like, like, find those solutions and what's great is if you talk to enough of them you can start to see a pattern and what's great is it it makes it easier for you to translate creative work into a product and so you know i like products because they scale a bit better you know we were talking earlier about like having like a va that helps like a virtual assistant right um how do you tie that in well you can create what's called a productized service so it's still a service but you say listen for x dollars you get two videos, X number of whatever, and Y number of whatever. Clearly cut out, right? Yes. That's what you get. Yes. You don't have to worry about negotiation. Here's the price. Makes it. You can streamline the entire process. Here's what's cool. When you can streamline and create processes and systems in your business, you would think from a creative standpoint, it actually like gets rid of your creativity. It doesn't. It frees you up to have more time to focus on the creative. Such right? a good point. Because you don't have to worry about invoicing. If you can have this whole thing, you, it can be a, basically an e-commerce service. You don't invoice. It's absolute genius. Done through Stripe or PayPal. 
done. They pay in advance. Yep. How great is that, right? So easy. So you can streamline a lot of that, but you you increase the quality of the offer, right? So to get back on track here, like you think you know what the value is, and you might be right, but we don't know until basically somebody pays us. It's true. And yeah. so what you can do is that's, if that's something you really want to like pursue, um, do some do some testing, right? Go go have twenty conversations with bands. No pitching. No, uh, you can say here's what I'm trying to do, but but before that, like I really just want to have a conversation with you and just see like what your biggest problem is right now in your band. You right. might find that your your idea is kind of like a little bit down on the totem pole, but you found like, find an even better one that they just gave to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that you know sometimes when you have those conversations, you know you you have to really you have to word your questioning in the point that mm -hmm. you're trying to get to the answer that you really want to know. The answer that you really want to know as a business is: Are there enough bands out there that are willing to pay me to do what I want to do for them? Mm -hmm. Really and truly, isn't that the That's the it. the question yeah. that you want answered? Absolutely. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so I think that uh, I, I think what Dylan is saying is a great idea. Like have these have these interviews, have these conversations. You, you may find that instead of you know going, you may have to take some time out of your schedule and actually go to the venue and watch a band perform when they're done. Right. Maybe try to you know pull the lead singer aside, or you, you know you can all, uh, normally it's a lead singer, but you sure. can always tell kind of who the leader of the band is, and maybe pull them aside and just say you, you identify who you are. This is who I am. This mm -hmm. is why I'm here. Do you have 10 minutes? Can I buy you a drink? Wh whatever it takes to, to kind of, right. you know, initiate the conversation, but make sure that when you get into this conversation, your questions are so direct yet vague, which sounds crazy, but it makes sense. They're so direct yet vague that they help you get to the answer to that question. You know what I mean? Right. So asking them what's the biggest pain or what's the biggest problem may be a little vague. Yeah. It may be what's the biggest pain, what's the biggest problem in you taking your band to the next level from where you are right now. Because exposure could be the answer to that. That could be where you can come in and help. Yeah. Um, it's really uncomfortable. because I can imagine. I was thinking that. What if they all tell you no? But, but here's what's great. You don't waste your time. But what's even cooler, if it happens, is let's say they, they're like, no, nah, it's not really important to us. But here's what it is. And you find out of the 20 bands you talk to, 18 of them have that same common problem. Guess what they just gave you? A winning business idea. Yeah. And what's great is you don't have to create the solution from scratch. They will tell you. It looks like this. It feels like this. <laughs> it right. executes like this. Great. And then you can come back. You can mock it up, essentially, and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking about doing. This is kind of what you told me. Would you pay me? thousand dollars to do this right right and if they say no okay well let's get rid of the price if if i did all this for you would you be happy god yes so it's a price issue okay we started at a thousand what would you pay for this because you want a lot of people say uh, 400 bucks right like don't cheapen yourself right what would you pay for that and and this is where like negotiation and sales you're trying to find a good and listen not every band is going to be a good fit for you absolutely just like every amazon seller is not a good fit for my company right that's okay uh, that's why you have multiple different segments of the market, Absolutely. right? But you're trying to get a gauge for one, what is painful enough that if they could hit a, a little easy button and solve it, their life would be way better. That's the outcome you want to alignment with. How do I make their life better? Yes. Too many people go, oh, this is my idea. It's great. 
I'm going to bake in confirmation bias <laughs> subconsciously <Yeah. laughs> and say, do you want this? And they're like, I don't, you haven't even asked me a question and you're telling me what I should, you're telling me what my problems are. You haven't even asked. I feel like I, I in the way I worded the, some of those, I pigeonholed myself yes. into. It's normal. Yeah. Because it's confirmation bias. Right. Right. Well, and here's another thing to think about is the, the interesting build upon what Dylan's talking about is let's say that you found a tangible business model based on those responses that you got from those bands as a true entrepreneur you also have to really kind of almost say to yourself well this may not be a video solution in your case with a videographer right. this may not be a video solution but is this is there a solution that i can either do myself or is there a solution that i know somebody else that we could hear full circle back yep. to the beginning of our conversation yeah could i partner up with somebody provide a solution for these people, create an income that could be injected into the uh, cash flow issue that you mentioned earlier. Right. You see what I'm saying? So you take this and this is the cash flow that cre help, helps fund what you were passionate about in the first place. And, and I don't know that there's enough people out there that would, would really kind of understand no, all of that unless all. it's brought up. Like, yeah. can, can I reiterate something? Yeah, please. Play chess, not checkers. Exactly. This is literally what I'm talking about. My mind's blown. People don't understand the fact that somebody would shut down a profitable company to go start something else from scratch without understanding that the level of execution is, is meant to be much higher and that the outcome, that that new business model actually enables, again, what enables or holds you back, that difference of a business model enables you to hit the things you actually want to because you've, you've realized the limitations. So if we could tie this up into a nice little bow, I would say for the listeners, for myself, what would be the question mm -hmm. that you're asking if you're a me, a creative, sure. somebody else who's trying to find that solution or find that value for somebody else. It, it's got to be like, like David was saying, like vague, like I, I would say open-ended. Um, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself like you kind of experience, right? And that's normal because you're, you're trying to confirm your hypotheses. You don't want to do that. Instead, right. what you want to say is, and this is a very easy script, have a conversation. It's got to be at scale. I hate to say the word scale again, but like at least 20 people, right? Go talk to 20 bands, 20 you know, brides, whatever it is, yeah. what's your biggest problem right now that keeps you up at night, that causes you so much pain that if I could put an easy button in front of you and you could slap in that, that problem would go away, you would, your life would be better. It's got to be that impactful. Otherwise, yeah. people are going to pay for it. I can tell you I've got problems all day long. Would I pay for the solution? Probably not. It's not that big of a deal. But if you say, what's my biggest problem right now? And I could slap a button, I could fix it and never have to deal with it again. I'd probably pay you for it. Such a good point. And then what you do is you write those things out, right? In their words. Here's what's cool. You use their words. You can now go use those words for marketing. Because if you find that 18 out of the 20 bands say, um, it's painful in this way. If you use that within your marketing, they go, that person gets it. They yeah, use my maybe. words. Yeah, they're like, yeah, this dude, this dude knows what I'm talking about. And you've just created trust yes. too. You know what I mean? It's not you're an insider, right? When I send a message, the one that I sent, mm -hmm. that's what is he? What is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. 
why are you Im- you're impeding on what we're Where's doing? Where's the value? Right. Yeah, yeah. Here's just another guy. We probably you know, in all actuality, they've probably received eight to ten right identical emails like that. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah. This is great because this is a learning experience. Yeah. This is a this is an opportunity, and you come at a crossroads of yourself and your business where you say, okay, I have a little bit better knowledge and understanding of what I should have done. Now I'm going to do that the next time. Yes. Execution. Gosh, that's such such a good point, man. My mind's blown. It doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> it's not. And it's not. Like, yeah, that doesn't mean you're going to be <laughs> successful. Here's the thing that for right. the listeners, this is not a guaranteed formula of success. It's not. You still got to execute on it. Absolutely. It's still tough, right? Because you might call 100 bands to get 20 on the phone. Right. And five out of them might just be like, uh, I don't know. Great. You're not a good fit, man. Move right. On, right. I talked. I did one-on-one user onboarding sessions an hour each for the first 300 users of our tool. They were already paying us. What I wanted to know was what's our feedback loop? What are we doing that you love so I can make that better, make that more present in our marketing? And what do you hate so I can fix it? What's missing? Your product's never done. But your customers, this is where innovation's important. The problems of innovation comes from your user base, the people paying you right now. You create great solutions, and I even love asking user, what do you think is the best solution for this? They might give you an idea that's 10 times better than something you could ever think of because they feel it innately, yeah. and you just go and solve it. It's wild. Super cool stuff, isn't it? Super cool stuff. Yes. Well, you're listening to the Rookie in the Vet podcast. We'll be right back. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You see the drippy, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car and a giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You see the drippy, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car and a giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. All right, you're back on the Rookie and Event podcast. Before the break, Dylan and Nick were talking about reaching out to some bands and trying to create some interest in providing, uh, you know, a promotional service for them via video and things like that. And uh, I think that's a good place to kind of pick up here and kind of let's talk a little bit about, Nick, if you're all right with this, let's talk a little bit about the actual message that you sent to them and then ways that we could tweak that message to still get you to where you want to be down the road in the first place. Because I can guarantee you, this is a very, very universal videographer, photography type of message that most people are probably sending. If you're in the videography, photography space, probably sounds something like this. It's uh, all right. <laughs> Just go for it. Just Let's go do for it. it. Be so, vulnerable, man. It's okay. That's, okay. That, that helps our listeners by our Absolutely. vulnerability as well. Transparency is the key, guys. So this was to a band uh, that's playing at Jackrabbits. I said, hey, guys, I came across your music, quote, so sick, and saw you were doing a show at Jackrabbits in October. I'm a local videographer in Jacksonville. I'm going to love the opportunity to put a promo music video together for you. While my experience in the filming of music is limited, I know I could put something amazing together for you to promote your band, your concerts, uh, and the band in general. I'd love to do this for you guys. Your music is truly kick-ass. Here's a sample of the work I've done for a client of mine. Let me know if you're interested and keep going it. Okay, so a few things. Um, one... It's all about you. Absolutely. Right. And, yeah. and so it seems, so from like your, your perspective, you're like, well, I'm providing value or perceived value, but this is what we talked about earlier, right? It's like, are you or are you not? And even throwing out the word client in there tells them that's a business. That's There's a, good a cost. Point. 
bands don't like costs, right? Right. Theoretically, I don't know, but like yeah. that's that's the stereotype in my mind, right? Right. Um, and it's still a lot of work for them. It doesn't seem like it, and this is I, I love when people reach out like, oh, I want to do this for you for free. Still more work for me. <laughs> like, yeah. you think you're providing value, and it's not that you're you're providing no value, but you're you're basically giving me another task. I'm already busy. Yeah. Right. How's that really help me? So we need to lower the barrier to entry to get what you want as well, right? And so what we kind of talked about for a little bit um, is making it one more about them, but making it super short, right? Get rid of the solution. You don't know the problem yet, right? right? So something along the lines of, um, hey, guys, I'm working on a project for bands. I love the word project because it kind of gets rid of the whole business side of things. Working on a project for a few bands, and I'm really just trying to find the biggest problems that bands deal with on a day-to-day basis, like like the, the really painful shit. You could even put that in there, right? Make it super like personal like that. Yeah. Um, would it be would it be okay if, if I scheduled like a 10, 15, 20-minute call with you just to ask you, you know, hey, like what's the biggest problems you have right now? Very clear in for them. They know the, the commitment on their end. It's 10, 15, 20 minutes on the phone. I wouldn't do anything in person because it's kind of just a waste of both your time, to be honest, because this is more like an intro thing. Yeah. And you're trying to do this, you know, with a lot of people. And so your time does matter too, right? Um, so I would, I would transition it that way, right? Like you're trying to solve their biggest problems, but you're also trying to find what their biggest problem is. And what we talked about before we kind of started, you know, recording here is it, it's got to come down to you not using confirmation bias, yeah, because right, you you were already pigeonholing yourself, right? I pigeonholed myself. Right. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, and so it felt generic, and that's okay, yeah. right? I mean, this is part of learning, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. this is like we yeah. all do the same <laughs> same shit, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's it's got to get down, and we we talked about this a little bit before we started recording as well. It's like you got to do the things that don't scale first, right? This is super important. The things that don't scale is taking eight months to develop a beta. 20 people having lots of conversations before you go public. Right. Whereas a lot of people want to scale from day one. You don't know what to scale. You don't know what works. <laughs> right? yeah. You only scale what works, but how do you know what works? You got to try a bunch of shit. Yeah. Right. So you might find that reaching out on Instagram might not be the best solution. Maybe you find somebody who manages bands. Right. And you say, hey, listen, I'm trying to solve. Maybe you solve that person's problem instead of the band's problems. Maybe I hit up the venue. Maybe you hit up the venue. You know, yeah. Right. And so this comes back full swing to who are, whose life are you trying to make better? Because, again, if you pigeonhole yourself with a solution, it's not going to work. Right. It does well, not work that way. I mean, if we can go into this, who's, whose solution am I trying to fix? I'm trying to fix the band solution. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to fix let's get the band in the best light possible. Yeah. I mean, that's truly what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, but is that their, be- is that their most painful? Right. It problem, may not be right. And, th- and that's okay. Right. And I think this is why it's uncomfortable because you're like, dude, I've spent so much time <laughs> right. developing this hypothesis and this is now what I want to do. I've committed to doing this. Dude. And if I can tell you, like I spent, I, I told David yesterday, yeah. dude, I spent like six hours, like putting all of that together, yeah. sending them out, like trying to personalize them. Sure. Well, and sometimes, sometimes you know, you also have to uh, understand they may not even realize that it's a problem for them yet. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. they, in their mind, if they've got you know one of the band members' girlfriend or whatever, like taking pictures yeah. of them and posting it all over Instagram and all that. Oh, we're good, man. We good, right. man. You know, we out you. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. But are they really? 
Yeah, Maybe they don't point. even know that. Maybe they don't even realize that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, one of the things that you brought up and a thought that I had, Dylan, a thought that I had as you were talking about this was the whole concept of, okay, you know, you, you're, you're defining this 10, 15, 20 minute conversation. But think about that for you. Because that means if you want to talk to 20 people, that's 20 20 minute conversations. So that's 400 minutes. Yep. I'm not good with math, right. but whatever 400 <laughs> divided right. by it's six is, yeah. what's 400 <laughs> divided by six? Either one of y'all quick at math? I don't know. Or look at your phone. 400 divided by six. I'm, I'm a finance major, not okay. a math major. Okay. So <laughs> is 66.6 minutes? No, uh, 400 oh divided geez. by six, 60. 400 We're not divided good at by math, 60. people. No, it's okay, man. We'll figure this you out. You don't have to be good at math for business. Yeah, you don't have to be good <laughs> at math. To be good at I'm just business, kidding, you should there you go. 66 hours. 66 hours. There we go. So that's 66 hours of your time yep. that you're not going to make a dime. It's a lot of minutes. But, but what, what, what do you get? You get answers. But you right? get answers. You have to write questions. The, and, and, I'm, right? and I'm saying all this to say this is the long play. Yeah. This is the chess move, as Dylan so eloquently said yep. earlier. This is the chess move of understanding. I'm going to invest 66 hours into something that might shit the bed. Yeah. May not do anything. Yeah. I spent between 250 to 300 hours one-on-one with the user while also answering at scale customer support tickets. It was painful. But what did I learn? A ton, dude. Yeah. So much value. Because they, they tell you. And what's great is like when you can hear that post, that person's tone of voice, you can tell how painful something is. Or you can tell how, like, ah, you know, I thought that was super painful, but they're like, it's eh, not that big of a deal, dude. I can work around that. Yeah. And so you realize the thing that you were undervaluing is the biggest pain that they, they experience. Great. I know how to solve that now. And if I can go and take all this knowledge and, and the analysis that I just gained from my users, my clients, my customers, and then go and execute on that thing very quickly, they go, wow, you actually listen. You give a shit? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I think the hardest part is getting that person to yeah. that point to get there. Like, let me just talk to you. Sure. You know what I mean? I think that's uh, for myself at least. Like, what I'm thinking would be probably the hardest um, thing to do. You know, yeah. like, like let me just talk to you. Like, let's just have that conversation. You know what I mean? Most people sure. would probably just maybe write it off. I don't know. I agree, and we we approach that very strategically. So, you want to talk about chestnut checkers? Um, we created a Facebook group for our target audience of which we knew and we had a lot of experience, right? So I ran a six figure wholesale company. James ran a seven. What we could have done with our knowledge is what a lot of people do, especially in that space is we become gurus and we sell a 10 or $2,000 course, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Let's do the flip side here. Again, long-term value. That's what we're optimizing for. I wrote blog posts. I gave everything away. I've every Tuesday, for the past like year and a half to two years, I've been on Facebook Live with our group, teaching them everything I know. Okay? Yeah. I gave away everything, my entire IP, my entire business for free. But guess what that did? It garnered trust. Trust is huge. So when we launched, they said, yeah, of course I'm going to try it. Do you know everything you've done for me? So what's great, and again, alignment, right? Yeah. For nothing, I saved the money from paying for expensive courses, all this stuff. I I helped out. I helped people start a company that now do six figures and I didn't charge them a dime. And then on the back end, I said, listen, I can also help increase your sales with our with our tool. Fact. 
yeah, they're going to use it. So even the tool still has a positive ROI. Me and David talked about this a, a little while ago. I want to lose on the value transaction because I make it up in the long run, right? Yeah. So we understood that. We knew the switching cost for transitioning from like the, the standard, if you will, at the time tool to us was pretty high. They didn't trust us. Why should you? We're a new tool. But instead, we made it personal. You don't need to trust the tool. You need to trust us because if something does go wrong that's out of our control, we'll make it right. So what can you do in the long run? Maybe it's creating a Facebook group for bands and it's fully focused con contextually on how to gain exposure for your band. You're not selling in that group. You're providing free value. Yeah. And if people reach out and say, hey, you kind of know what you're talking about. What's going on? Oh, well, here's what I do. Yeah. Great. But it starts with value, right? So again, alignment of what they want with what you want, you can win that transaction long term, but lose up front. This is what Gary Vee talks a lot about. Oh yeah, right? I was about, I was just about to say, like, man, literally lose up front because in the long run you're making it up tremendously. Absolutely. Well, and the hard part about all of this too is understanding that you're you're almost going to be running two races yes. because because logical thinking will tell you, well, yeah, if I do all that, how am I going to pay my bills? Sure. Right? right. So logical thinking that's going to come into some people's minds, and so you have to realize that. This is really the truly level of commitment that it takes to create a sustainable long-term business, not just a, I'm going to do this for a little while yep. until I either figure it out or don't figure it out or, you know, whatever. Like this is really what it takes yeah. to create a sustainable business, something that will last. And sometimes, and people, uh, people hate hearing me say this. I, I love when people reach out and they go, I just quit my job because I hate it. Uh, I need to be doing six figures in the next 30 to 60 days. What should I do? Go get your job back. Go beg for your job back. Right. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Are you, are you, kidding? you know what's strategic? The strategic move in that situation when you hit your job, use that as fuel to start a successful company, but stay there an extra year. Because guess what they're doing? They're funding your business. It's the truth. So Absolutely. You don't have to take money out of your company for a year. Think about, and so when I started the Amazon business, I did the opposite of that and I struggled. I had to take money out of my company to pay bills. That stole capital and growth from my company, period. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, listen, if you're in a unique position where like you got to pay bills and you'll have another op option, I, I get it. But God forbid you stay working at a, a nine to five for a year, which, by the way, if we're thinking in terms of three to five, 10, 20 year increments, a year is really not that. It's nothing. It's nothing. nothing. Think about how fast this year's already gone right. by. Crazy. Right. Yeah. Just this year alone, how and, fast and has it gone by? I I think Gary Vee actually says this too. Right. Is like people underestimate or people overestimate what they can get done in a day, but underestimate what they can get done in a year. Yeah. Living embodiment of that right now is me. I'm not even kidding. It's not like it's 18 hours a day nonstop. We're just making the right decisions. What we've talked about, pulling the right growth levers at the right time, and within. Within a year, this company's gone from nothing, bootstrapped. Yeah, we didn't raise money. To uh, you know, we were not like public about our revenues, but I mean, we're doing very, very well for two people in a company. Like our revenue per head is ridiculous. It's awesome. We have had a great podcast today, you guys. And to kind of wrap it all up and to sum it all up, I would I really like to ask Dylan, um, from your perspective. What are maybe the top, you know, you, you can give me a, a whatever works for you, but the top three to five steps that you would advise somebody that's either day zero of business 
or maybe like for example in Nick's case where it's kind of like month three or four five or six wherever it is in business and made a few you know made a few mistakes but that's okay that's what this is all about uh, so what are those three to five actionable like hey really this is good stuff this is not fluff this is not you know pie in the sky bullshit like these things if you jumped into either learning more about them or actually started doing them you would see a difference sure uh number one is get alignment with value not what you think your value is justify it that value doesn't come from you it comes from the end consumer the person paying you right there's an exchange of value dude literally how what i was saying right yeah absolutely right yep so if you get alignment with value everything else becomes more clear the problem, the solution, everything. The business model can work at that point. You solve a lot of your questions by just doing that. Number two, execution. If you if you have all these great ideas, but you don't take action and you don't put it in the work, it's irrelevant. It matters nothing, right? This is why I like the whole bootstrapped model, not raising money. Day one, you got to have revenue. Make it work, right? And so if you can focus on that, again, what truly matters in, in the scope of playing versus doing business, revenue matters. You don't have a company if you don't have revenue. Nobody's paying you. You don't have a business. That's how it works, right? And, and realize that you know, within that at, at the same time, like money is a lagging indicator of value consumed, not perceived value, value consumed, right? So you get what you want after you give somebody else what they want, period, in a discussion, that's how it works, right? And number three, like focus on those big growth levers. This helps clarify what you should and shouldn't be doing. There's a lot of things we could be doing right now in our company. Now's not the right time. It's really not. That's okay. This doesn't mean we can't do it. It's not zero sum. But gaining clarity on that singular task that if I just did that one thing would have the biggest impact on my business, whether it's the thing that enables me more or the thing that, I'm, that would hold me back the most, Focus on both. We did that right. We looked yeah. at both of those. And now you have a little bit more clarity. And maybe you already knew that, but that's okay. Now you're like, I, I really, I'm confident in it, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, we're good. Um, and number four, like, like, don't feel as if you have to do this all yourself because you're the, you're the ego of the company, right? Get out of your own way. Realize you don't have all the answers. Realize that a lot of other people could help you and actually have a bigger, more successful company. Not financially, because of what you want to accomplish, right? Who do I want to serve? If I have a successful company, I'm serving more people, period. Understand what and who can help with those things. And uh, kind of in tandem with that, number five, I really don't like this whole idea of like shoring up your, your weaknesses. I know it gets talked a lot about in like personal development. Like I love reading that stuff too. And there's things you do want to get better at, right? Public speaking, all those things. Those are like soft skills. Um, if you're not, uh, engineer or developer like me, don't go spend two years to become a developer to then launch your company. Go find a great developer who also gets enjoyment out of solving the problem that you're attempting to solve. That's a better decision strategically. So play chess, not checkers. Such a good point. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think all those are great suggestions, great ideas. Um, you know, and, and it's just important to understand the value of each one of those things. And, and, and I would suggest to a listener, like, even if you don't, don't ever re-listen to anything that we've talked about during this podcast series, I think those points right there are just, they're, they're, you can't put a dollar value on them. Like, those are real life steps to 
um, to really deciding if you're even going in the right direction, really validate, like you said, if you're even going in the right direction in the first place. You, you, don't, you don't answer that question by saying, you know, hey, I'm a DJ, I play music, I'm gonna open a business and people are gonna hire me. Like, you, yeah. you, that's- Doesn't work that, that way. Doesn't work. <laughs> no. That doesn't work. Well, Dylan, uh, uh, we really appreciate you being on the podcast with us. I, I think our listeners, I mean, I know our listeners and us Dude. together uh, have really learned a lot just from this conversation. Uh, I know you have your podcast as well. What is your podcast? How can people hear that? Sure. So the podcast is Wholesale Made Easy. So it's it, we really kind of dive deep into the mechanics, a little bit of business, but a lot more of, you know, how do you start a wholesale based company on Amazon, start to finish. Sure. So that might be a little bit more, or not a little bit more, a lot more technically and technical in that regard. Um, but but just from listening to you today, a lot of the same principles and a lot of the same yeah. things can be applicable to any uh, business that you're starting up. So uh, our listeners, you know, don't be afraid to at least give that podcast a try. You don't turn your nose up and say, well, I don't do Amazon. So why the hell would I want to listen to that? You know what I mean? Like, don't, you know, definitely that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. You know, take some time to listen to one or two episodes of the podcast and just find out if maybe there's more information there that can help you. Or even if that's your way of making a connection with Dylan. So down the road, maybe he could help you directly. Uh, like we said previously in the podcast, you can learn something from every single experience, everything you come across. There's always something you can take away. Dude, thank you so much for everything, yeah. for being on the podcast. Thanks you know, for having me, guys. I absolutely. appreciate it. Yeah. Once again, thank you very much, you guys, for listening to the Rookie in the Vet podcast. We hope you got a lot out of this. We're looking forward to talking to you again real soon. Have a great day. Take it easy, y'all.